Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Get your official Adam Sank Show merchandise at AdamSank.com. T-shirts, tank tops, mugs, masks, just about everything you can think of emblazoned with the Adam Sank Show logo. Go to AdamSank.com to order your merch today. Thank you. This is the Adam Sank Show. If it's in my hand, I'm going to suck it. Powered by DNR Studios. And now... The one, the only, Adam Sank! Bottom. Waiting for the sleigh bells. Still not happening. (laughs) Oh, listen, they're sleigh bells. Those sleigh bells can only mean one thing. They mean that I'm a bottom. No, it is the Ass Holiday Special. Welcome to the Adam Sank Show. We are coming at you live. Yes, live. If you're listening at 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, December 19th, 2020 at dnrstudios.com. The only place to hear this podcast live and throughout the week that it first airs. Leave us your ratings and reviews on iTunes or wherever else you listen to this thing. Email me, me, at adam at adamsank.com. And if you're listening live... Call in and talk to us. Wish us a happy holiday. Nobody got us any gifts or cards, so we'd appreciate a phone call. 804-825-5277. That's 804-TALK-ASS. You can call us anytime, even when we're not on the air, and leave us a voicemail. We might play it on the air. Like the Adam Sank Show Facebook page, download the comedy albums, get your official ass merch, t-shirts, tank tops, even a Christmas tree-themed dildo. And the phone just fell because the bell is too far away. The link to all that is adamsank.com. I'm going to turn Facebook, uh, turn Instagram live off. Bye, guys. Um, What else? Okay. So normally for our holiday special, we like to invite an extremely talented artist into the studio to perform Christmas songs for you guys. You can fade out those sleigh bells now, JB. For obvious reasons, we couldn't do that this year. So what we did instead was we invited multiple artists to record a song live to tape, and we are going to be bringing those to you throughout the show. And these exclusive performances, by the way, you can only hear on The Adam Sank Show. So I encourage you to curl up in front of the fire. I mean, if you have a fireplace, don't just set fire to your home. And uh, pour yourself a little drinky poo or a nice cup of hot chocolate if you're in recovery. And enjoy the next hour, which will be filled with music, merriment and mirth but first i must uh proudly introduce my co-host the prince of pigs mr ryan frostig ryan the frostig was a very smelly boy keep going i don't have any more but i'm happy to be here for the ass holiday special way to be prepared ryan that was beautiful thank you how are you? Hey, I'm, I'm fabulous. Happy holidays. Happy holidays and happy post Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Did you have a lovely Hanukkah? I did. I lit the menorah every night. Yes. And uh, posted a lot of those uh, those uh, stories, my menorah stories, to Instagram, that where they I were met with great acclaim. <laughs> also with us today is uh, the queen of fuckery, everyone's favorite producer, JB. Hi, hello. Hey, Luchi. What's going on? 
Welcome, JB. Uh, I'm in red, Ryan's in green, and JB's in white. So we are Christmased up today. We totally planned it. We are fabulous. Um, also today, I brought in some Fireball uh, Cinnamon Whiskey, oh my which dear. I thought was going to be met with delight, and uh, JB's been kind of indifferent to it, and Ryan seems actually pissed whoa, for some whoa, reason. Whoa, whoa. An everything said- bagel with a, a, a shot of Fireball is not the norm. What is for- a shot of Fireball not welcome at any time of day with any meal? Okay, when, first of all, when I first said Fireball, I was like, that's going to warm you right up. I was real excited, so I don't want you to be indifferent. Okay. Let me be excited. Okay. But I also have work to do, so... <laughs> Listen, let's get lit. This has been a all right, shitty so year. Let's, let's do a toast, first of all, to our listeners, Yes. to the holidays... Yes. And uh, to a 2021 <laughs> that must be better yes. in here, every here. possible way than 2020. By the way, this is a big, healthy shot. So I, I would just do a sip. Okay. We don't want to get too lit since we're doing three shows back to back. Oh, my back God. Today. By that third show, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. So here we go. L'chaim. L'chaim. Mm. It's like cinnamon mouthwash. Mm. Absolutely delicious. Okay, that was really nice. That's probably the freshest your breath has been in weeks. Girl, man. don't come for me. I, I <laughs> rinsed. I, I flossed. I did everything I needed to do this morning. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, we have a lot to get through today. Um, I guess I... Where's recommended viewing? Did I leave that off? Oh, here it is. So uh, let's do our recommend... <laughs> I'm so drunk. Have you mentioned Oh, my God. Let's uh, let's do our recommended viewing for the week and start with uh, let's start with JB this time. Yeah. Oh, hey. So, um, uh, my recommended viewing is still the same from two weeks ago. Uh, Slag Wars is the the, the season mm. finale just just happened. I forgot to watch. Oh my god, it's so good. And I'm so sad. It was like only four episodes. I'm like I want more, but you know, talking to these boys, I might get more. Who knows. So definitely keep up on Slack Wars. But, Absolutely. Yeah. Brian, your recommendation? Um, <clears throat> my recommendation for the week is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix. Bottom. Bottom. Can you turn up the board a little, Jamie? Um, starring Bottom. the late and great Chadwick Boseman. Yes. And um, the inc- incredible Viola Davis, directed by George C. George C. Wolfe, produced by Denzel Washington. Wow. I mean, this is like a powerhouse mm-hmm. um, film. And Chadwick, I mean, it's textbook, like, acting. It's just, like, the acting is just phenomenal. It's probably one of the best performances I've seen in many years. Does Viola Davis sing? She does. And she's amazing. Ugh. I mean, it's just, she is so, she's incredible. I mean, I, I, I don't know what the Oscar situation is going to be like this year. Um, but I really think that this Is this film, a feature film? Yeah, it's it's a short film. It's only ninety minutes. Okay, but it's really I love a great. Short film. And it's based on um, the play by um, August Wilson. And it, what an incredible production team! Yes, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix. Bottom. Also, I feel like I've watched so much like reality TV and like you know trash that it was good to see like an actual like piece of of art. It, mm-hmm. felt, it felt very very good. Well, I'm going to recommend uh, a movie that is on. Stars, and this is the second week in a row I'm recommending something on Stars. I, I don't know why. As if we all have Stars. Well, you can get a free weekly trial, okay. which is what I did, and then cancel. But anyway, the movie's called Mark Felt, and uh, I've always been interested in Watergate and the whole uh, Nixon administration and scandals, and final, finally, resignation. He's the only president in U.S. history to resign, and um, Mark Felt was the deputy director of the FBI at the time, and his uh, code name in the Watergate story was Deep Throat, not because he liked to put big Suck dicks down dick. his throat, but that was the name given to him by Woodward and Bernstein, the two reporters from the New York, uh, excuse me, from the Washington Post, who broke the Watergate story. He was their main source of information, and he was kind of what we wish we had had during the Trump administration. There are so many parallels uh, between the Nixon administration and the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. And the the massive corruption and just the disrespect of norms and and laws and of the Constitution, um, it, there's a direct parallel from Nixon to Trump, except that Nixon Nixon was actually a more decent person. Right. But he was surrounded by despicable people. 
who would be willing to do anything. And Mark Felt was at the FBI and wanted to stop Nixon and couldn't, didn't know how to do that from within the agency. So he broke his own code of ethics and became a source for the media. It's a fascinating story. Wait, um, I'm sorry. You said Richard Nixon, the person who started the war on drugs? Yes. Okay. No, he was a... Don't get me wrong, JB. Richard Nixon was a horrific person. Oh, yeah. Totally. He just wasn't as bad as uh, Donald Trump. Okay. Uh, uh, he wasn't. You, you, you don't think Donald Trump has... has hold on. Hold on. Because I'm about to blow your mind right now. The war on drugs started the, 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 the killing of black people by police. Uh, honey, so, I know. Technically... No, I get it. Nixon was a was a horrible racist who is Super. responsible for the deaths of untold black people. Super. I get it. Trump is all of that yeah. and and more. We, Jimmy's not convinced. This is a great holiday still, show, isn't it? It's still hell. Like, let's go to our first song. It, it's still hell. I get it. I oh, get. No. I get it. They're, the two of them are the worst presidents yeah, in U.S. history. Yes. Nixon had, for all of, of his evil, and he was fucking evil, yes. he had a certain level of respect for the institution of, the, of government and of the presidency that Trump does not. Okay. Trump doesn't care if the country burns to the ground. Nixon at least cared about what, like his legacy. He actually wanted to be a good president. Trump doesn't give a shit about being a good president. He just... He just wants what he wants. He wants money and power. Okay, now that you put it that way, I see where you come. That's from. it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, watch Mark Felt. It is fantastic. Um, we are going to start with a couple rare uh, good news stories to wrap up 2020. We love good news stories out of the Supreme Court of all places. Oh my goodness! You know, the Supreme Court is now six to three conservative liberal, and the latest justice, Amy COVID Barrett is the scariest of them all because she's like a right-wing Christian, true believer, mm -hmm. anti-gay mm -hmm. cunt face. Um, what is it, you cunt face? What is it, you cunt face? But um, they have done some surprising things lately, uh, not the least of which was turning down that insane Texas lawsuit that sought to overturn the election in four states. Um, they were pretty much unanimous in, in swiping that and swatting that away. But um, they've given the queer community two victories, too, since... Amy COVID Barrett has been on the court. The first is a case out of Indiana. This is interesting. In Indiana, and this is probably the same in, in most states, if not all states, mm -hmm. when a woman has a baby, mm -hmm. if she's married, it's just assumed that her husband is the biological parent. Right. He, he is basically the, the law gives him the right to be a biological parent, regardless of who the actual father is. They don't force him to do a paternity test. They don't ask questions. They just assume you're a woman, you're married, your husband must be the father. Why are you laughing? Because, oh my God, in my head, you just see the tricks that women do. Oh, this is your kid. While, and, and while you're white, your baby comes out a mulatto, beautiful chocolate. <laughs> so now you're stuck raising that kid. Like, things like, see, and now you laugh because you thought about why I see it. Okay. Oh my now God. we're on the same page. Even in those cases, JB, the father gets paternity rights. Well, when in Indiana, they were basically saying, if you're a lesbian couple uh, and let's say I'm a woman and Ryan is my wife <laughs> and I give birth, uh, Ryan is obviously not the biological parent. And therefore, for him to have those same parental rights, he would have to adopt my child. And so lesbians sued mm. and said that. Obergfell versus Hodges in 2015, which established marriage equality, means that lesbian partners and by extension, gay male partners should yeah. have the same rights. Yeah. You shouldn't have they don't you know, the, the straight people don't have to prove biology. So why if it's assumed for them, why shouldn't it be assumed for us? Right. Well, this went all the way to the U.S. Court of Appeals. It was called Box <laughs> versus <laughs> Henderson. <laughs> uh, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit sided with the eight married lesbian couples who had sued. And then it went to the Supreme Court where it was expected that they were going to rule against the Court of Appeals and against the lesbians. But in fact, they just said, we're not going to hear this case, which wow. means that the U.S. Court of Appeals decision stands, which means that lesbians in Indiana and probably by extension, the rest of the country now automatically get parental rights to their wife's children. That queen. fabulous. In another case, the Supreme Court handed a victory for trans students. This is amazing. Uh, 
once again, it wasn't that the Supreme Court ruled. It was that they turned away a case. They refused to hear a case um, called Parents for Privacy, mm. which was a group of students and parents in the uh, Dallas School District in northwestern Oregon. They had argued that the school district's student safety bl- plan violated the privacy rights of cisgender parents and students. This is this whole thing about trans students being able to use bathrooms of their uh, identity. Right. And this asshole group basically was saying, like, oh, you're violating our rights because our kids now have to be in the same bathroom as trans students, and that makes them scared. Um, Basically, uh, a lower court ruled that that was bullshit and that trans students had the right to use whatever bathrooms they wanted to, and the Supreme Court once again said, we're not hearing this case. So So this is encouraging. Well, it's hard to know. It's hard to know um, what this means, big picture, but it certainly for now means that those six justices aren't automatically just going to uh, take any opportunity to to roll back protections against LGBTQ people. Right. Um, Either they don't believe that they should or they just don't want to hear those cases. Right. You know, John Roberts, our chief justice, who has proven himself in the last few years to be very moderate, a lot mm. more moderate than we thought. He doesn't want a Supreme Court that's controversial. Right. I think he wants to kind of stay away yeah. and stay out of the culture wars. And uh, that's a good thing for us. And it seems like um, the Drumpf nominees have also kind of tried to stay out of things as well, right? Well, you have to think that Kavanaugh I mean, Kavanaugh is it's such a despicable yeah. person, and I don't know that much about um, Gor- Gorsuch. Gorsuch. Uh, Amy Covid Barrett is definitely an evil woman. <laughs> the ease at which you say Amy Covid Barrett, it's like it's a gift <laughs> That's her from the, the Lord above. But the three of them, uh, they're smart people. They have to know that Trump is a moron, yeah, and fully corrupt. And again. Not interested in any institutions, not interested in the rule of law, not interested in in keeping the Supreme Court a legitimate branch of government. Even though he appointed them, I don't think they're interested in in being like Trump. I think they want to establish uh, credibility. So they're not going to side with him, especially now that he's gone. Right. That's what's great about having lifetime appointments. Mm. That's why the Supreme Court needs lifetime appointments. So anyway, two victories out of the Supreme Court at the end of 2020 for queer people. Congratulations to the lesbian moms in Indiana, the trans students in Oregon, and um, queer people across the country. And now it's time for our first holiday performance. And this first one comes from one of our favorite people, Daniel Reichardt who uh, Mm. we both are in love with, both professionally and personally. Yes. Um, I'm also in love with his husband, Patrick. And their dog. I'm in love with the whole family. The whole family. I want to have sex with all of them, including the dog. Oh, my God. um, You heard it here first. Daniel Daniel did two songs for us, and we're going to play the first one now. He chose Melakaliki Maka, which um, is uh, an old standard. And uh, you you won't be surprised to know that Melakaliki Maka was not written by a native Hawaiian. It was written by a white guy. Um, But it has become a Christmas classic. And if you're a language nerd like I am, you may wonder, why is Mele Kalikimaka the way to say Merry Christmas in Hawaiian? Here's the answer. The Hawaiian language has no sound for R or S, and every syllable has to end with a vowel sound. So Merry becomes Mele, and Christmas becomes Kalikimaka. Hit it, JB. Melakalikimaka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright The sun will shine by day and all the stars at night Melakalikimaka is Hawaii's way To say Merry Christmas to you
Christmas will be green and bright. The sun will shine by day and all the stars at night. Maka is Hawaii's way to say Merry Christmas, a very Merry Christmas, a very Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas to you. Yes. Yes. We should mention that Daniel accompanied himself on the piano Ooh, for that song. Very impressed. Uh, check him out, you guys, on Instagram at Daniel Reichard Life. That's R E I C H A R D. Daniel Reichard Life. And Daniel will be performing a holiday show. Holiday show from inside his apartment. I wrote inside my apartment because <laughs> I was wishfully thinking. Uh, the show is called "It's Quarantine in the City." That's happening December 23rd. The link to it is in his Instagram bio, Daniel Reichard Life. Thank you, Daniel, for that beautiful song. Um, next up, we have a story about a drag queen who will never be on the Adam Sank show. Oh, my God. As long as I'm alive. Her name is Lady Maga. Not Lady Gaga. Uh, not Lady Synagoga. Not Definitely not Lady Synagoga. Lady Maga. She is a pro-Trump drag queen. Her full name is Lady Maga USA. So if you'll remember on December 12th, a bunch of Proud Boys and other neo-Nazis gathered in D.C. to protest the election. Um, they, they call them they call the <clears throat> demonstration Stop the Steal because, of course, the election was stolen by the seven million people who voted for Biden, seven million more people. Anyway, Lady Maga USA thought it would be a good idea to get up there at the podium during this rally. Um, not realizing that the Proud Boys and other Trump supporters who were at this rally might not be so supportive of a man in drag. Here's what happened when she got up there. So, embarrassing and entirely predictable scene uh, won't come as any surprise to people familiar with Trump and his supporters, but Lady Maga simply refused to accept it. This is after she got shamed and booed. She said, I love my Maga family. The obnoxious haters are not a reflection of us. Uh, in response to coverage that suggested the Proud Boys were responsible for the homophobic heckling, Lady Maga jumped to defend the hate group. She seemed keen to clarify that the abuse actually came from the homophobic anti-Semitic white, white nationalist movement led by a prolific alt-right podcaster named Nick Fuentes. She said, quote, Proud Boys have nothing to do with uh, Nick and his group of, of uh, something called Groypers. Neither did the diverse and beautiful patriots who were there. So she's fucking delusional. D delusional. Delusional. And I have no sympathy for this person. Uh, uh, but JB, what is this? This is fuckery. Okay, that's what I thought. Like you can't, you can't say, "Oh my God, I love my people." After you just got booed and shamed by your people. No, 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 no. Who are your fans? Who are your supporters? Where, where are you getting money from? Where are you doing your shows at? Because I don't see no one come and see you, honey. Teach on it, JB. Like, yeah. The fuck? The it, fuck? It, it, it is like I can't even, I can't even like fully wrap my mind around this 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 persona even being a thing <laughs> a yeah. thing let alone her getting shamed by trump support i mean it just yeah well no sympathy it's safe to say that lady maga will not be appearing on rupaul's drag race but there are a number of queens who will be because yeah. there's a new season coming up and here to tell you all about it several new seasons is yes is our rupaul's drag race correspondent ryan frostick shante you stay all right God. Buckle up, because this, this next year is going to be filled with Drag Race. We, we knew this was coming. We knew we were going to continue to get a bunch of different uh, franchises, but it's, it's, we're going to get two seasons next year, uh, season 13 and uh, UK season two. But today we're going to focus on season 13 because there's some very historic um, casting uh, moments here that we need to talk about. The first is that after years of um, asking for more trans representation on the show, um, we have the first trans masculine contestant, Got Mick, from Los Angeles, who's actually a um, very uh, 
established um, makeup artist. Um, Heidi Klum's makeup artist. He's done like a lot of uh, other celebrities, and um, it's just really cool to see this person on the show. And it's hard to wrap my brain around the idea of a trans male yeah. drag queen. Yeah. So I'm very interested in seeing yeah. how how he does on the show. So um, there's also a lot of uh, contestants this season that have. Um, connections to other Drag Race contestants. And there are also some contestants that have um, relationships to and connections to each other. Um, this is the first season where we are seeing a drag mother and drag daughter compete together on the same season. Gag. Um, so from Atlanta, um, we have Tamisha Aman. Um, she is the drag mother of Lala Ree, who is another contestant. Um, and... We love Atlanta drag queens, so I'm very excited to see both of them. We have a couple New York girls. Uh, Rosé, who is from New York. She's a um, member of Stephanie's Child, which mm -hmm. is the, the group with Jan Sport. <laughs> um, Stephanie's Child is, is a really, their music is everything. Um, so we have Rosé. Uh, we have Simone um, from Los Angeles. She is from the same drag family as Gigi Good. Um, we have Candy Muse from the House of Aja. She is from Brooklyn. You're not going to go through the entire cast, are you? I, I'm going through most of them. It'll mm -hmm. be like one other second. Okay. Uh, we have Kamora Hall, who is the drag sister of Jada Essence Hall. So there's a lot of connections. Yes. Um, so this season's great. It was obviously filmed in the middle of a pandemic. So I am interested to see how that is depicted on mm -hmm. Drag Race. I'd like to keep it on, please. I'm, I'm hoping for some Valentina references here and there. Um, the other thing that's, that just um, came out recently is that Drag Race is going to air on six different networks. It's going to air on VH1, but it's also going to air on MTV, the CW. Wait, MTV and VH1? Yes. That's weird. At the same time? At the same time. Holy crap. Yeah. Wait, so, and the CW? And the CW. I That's also... a real testament to how popular the show is. That yeah. That, that that many, I mean, they're all part of the same family of, of um, networks. Yeah. But my God, I don't yeah. remember that happening with any show. Well, I think what's also interesting is that from the fan base, you obviously have a lot of people that are very excited about all of the, the new Drag Race uh, franchises and everything. But there's another group of people that are like, we have Drag Race fatigue. Like, there's too much. But if you think about all of the other huge reality shows that have gone on to have international, you know, franchises, they all happen at the same time. Like you can have America's Next Top Model, Germany, France, Australia, you know, all, all airing at the same time. So it's weird for us, but it's actually not that weird for there to be so many different drag race franchises airing at the same time because UK will, will premiere two weeks after season 13. So we're going to have those playing at the same time. I wish they would take a little bit of a break between each series, but I'm not going to complain. Well, RuPaul I'm not going to look a gift equals, whore in the mouth. Uh, capitalism. So there you go. Is that your entire uh, report? I think that's it. Thank you so much, I think much, I'm going to take Ryan. the rest of this shot now. Sickening. Turn that up a little bit, JB. The board is still too low. Yeah, it, every, it's max. Even I don't know why everything's low. I wonder if it's like blasting the listeners' eardrums out, but we can't hear it. Because I'm what? I hope not. Tipsy. If, if it is, you guys, give us a call at... Yeah, tell us how the show's going so far, because it feels like a train wreck. It feels I like think it. it's going very well. Okay. Well... But I also feel very warm inside. Because of the fireball. Mm. See? So now you do like it with your fucking everything bagel. Maybe. <laughs> Ungrateful little bitch. Maybe. Right? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, JB, is there... Okay. Never mind. Um, it is time to move on to our next holiday performance. And this is a person that we had on our first ever holiday show in 2018. I'm trying to remember what we did in 2017. We did something, but we didn't have a, a live musical guest. But we had Erica Amato on in 2018 with her little mini guitar. Oh, and she yeah. was so great. That was she, awesome. she performed like three songs. And um, I love Erica. And she has had an excruciating year, even Oof. by 2020 standards. Yeah. Um, Erica lost her husband, Jeff, this year. And uh, I knew him. He was a terrific guy. And he adored her and she mm -hmm. him. And when I reached out to her and uh, asked for songs, um, from from our, our favorite artists, I fully expected that she was going to say, you know what, honey, this is not a year that I yeah. want to sing. Like yeah. it would have been totally understandable. Totally. But she has she's got such an indomitable spirit about her. And she always has. I've known her since I was 16. 
she's got, she's so resilient and she's such a positive person. And so she submitted uh, a really beautiful and moving song. Take it away, JB. Special one for no, you. No, no, rewind, rewind. Start from the very <laughs> beginning <laughs> of that. <laughs> Sorry, Erica. And Hi, everybody. Here we go. This is Erica Amato wishing you a very happy holiday, or at least the happiest holiday that you can possibly manage under these bizarre circumstances of 2020. Um, I chose the song that I'm about to sing for you because I just wanted to dedicate it to all of the loved ones that so many of us won't be able to be with this year for a variety of different reasons. Uh, this is Merry Christmas, Darling by The Carpenters. Greeting cards have all been sent The Christmas rushes through But I still have one wish to make A special one for you Merry Christmas, darling We're apart, that's true my dreams I'm Christmasing with you holidays are joyful there's always something new but every day is a holiday when I'm near to you on my tree I wish you could see I wish it every day the logs on the fire fill me with desire to see you and to say that I wish you Merry Christmas Happy New Year to I've just one wish on this Christmas Eve I wish I were with you Beautiful and talented Erica Amato. Erica, that if that was that was beautiful. Ryan's a mess. That was really beautiful. I mean, I think I was thinking about it as I was listening. As you, you mentioned that you thought she might not want to submit a song, but right. music is so healing, and I feel like um, I know music was very important to them. Yes, as a couple. So I, I think that this is is just a way for her to continue her healing, which will, you know make things just a little bit easier, I think, to, to make music. and Absolutely. And we, Erica sent along a video to go with that, and we will be posting that video on the Adam Sank Show page. Awesome. Uh, it's even better when you can see her beautiful face yeah. singing it. And just to remind you, Erica is the lead singer of a renowned band called Velvet Chain, and you can download their music at thevelvetchain.com slash music. You can also follow Erica on Instagram and Twitter at Erica Amato. 
That's Erica with a K, A-M-A-T-O. And we want to thank her again for that lovely performance. Thanks, Erica. Thank you, Erica. Okay, this is the worst segue in the history of segues. But JB, I'm feeling sexy. Can you put on some sexy music? Oh, yeah. Ryan, you know that thing when your dick looks like a blade of grass and you want it to look like a mighty oak? Yeah. Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. And right now, when you visit BlueChew.com, you can get your first shipment free by using special promo code ASS. That's A-S-S. You just pay $5 shipping and the rest of it's free. You can take Blue Chew anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is made in the USA. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians. So you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's even cheaper than a pharmacy. And they prepare and ship it right to you in a discreet package. Mm. I like a non-discreet package myself, but I'll take a discreet one in this I'll case. I'll take whatever I can get. There's no awkwardness. You don't need to leave the house. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Once again, special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use special promo code ASS. ASS. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's Blue, B-L-U-E, Chew, C-H-E-W.com, promo code ASS to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we want to thank them for sponsoring the ass, not just today, but all year. Thank you, Blue Chew. Thank you, Blue Chew. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yes. Ryan just had a little moment. Sorry, I didn't clean that up. Uh, okay. Got on the mic. Uh, yes, it's all over. <laughs> Don't say that, because Romaine will be upset. Uh, JK, JK, JK. Did, did Ryan really ejaculate on the mic? Um, okay, so here's a story out of England that has resonance for us gays here in America. Uh, gay and bisexual men in the UK will now be allowed to donate blood without abstaining from sex. The new rule applies if the donor has been in a monogamous relationship for the last three months. Okay. I mean, okay. This is better because I remember when I was in college, I, college and high school, I wanted to give blood, but I couldn't give blood because I had sex with a man. That's right. And, and those rules, like, those rules, ru- it's a dumb rule that has been in place since the 80s. Yeah. And I understand at the time there was mass hysteria about AIDS and they didn't have a test for it in the beginning and they didn't know how to spot it. So they just banned all gay men from donating. Yeah. But, but that was 30 years ago. 40 years ago, we are now at a place where we know how to detect this virus yeah. and more importantly, to detect the antibodies. You can tell if someone's HIV positive by a simple blood test. Yeah. The Red Cross and other blood uh, donation organizations screen every vial of blood that they take from people for HIV and hepatitis and other and illnesses. There's no reason that gay and bi men shouldn't be able to donate in this country. And this whole, like, oh, you have to be in a monogamous relationship for three months. They don't do that to straight people. They don't ask you about your sex life if you're straight. I mean, I guess this is a step in the right direction, but it still feels kind of like, wah, wah, wah. It's a little step forward. It's a step in the right direction. But um, this is an issue that gay men and and a lot of um, straight people as well in the medical field have been pushing for uh, reform in this country for years. Because there's a lot of gay men that would love to donate blood. Take my blood. And it's life-saving. And again, if you're pause, you will test pause when you give blood and they will say, no, we can't use this blood. It, there, it, it's just, it, it's, it's nonsensical and it's very archaic. But um, I guess, hooray for England for at least recognizing that HIV negative men <laughs> who are in a monogamous, and how do for you three prove months. that you're I in a know. monogamous? Or, I, most people can't even prove to their boyfriend they've been in a <laughs> monogamous relationship for three months. Gee. Also, I, I just what you just said reminds me like in my high school time, I was talking to a gay guy. He donated blood. He was like, "Yeah, I just lied to them." I was like, "Why? Why do I have to lie?" Right. For this reason, straight people don't have to lie. They just got to be fucking straight. Fuck them. Fuck That's them. How I feel. Exactly. Fuck them. I'm sorry to all our straight listeners, but fuck y'all. It's not y'all. their fault. They didn't make the rules. Yeah, but love y'all. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Love y'all, fuck y'all. That is good. 
okay, another uh, story. This is a great story, actually. A uh, United States ski champion has come out. Yes. And it's not Gus Kensworthy. We already knew about his gay ass. Kensworthy. Isn't that his name? Ken, Kenworthy. Oh, really? I think it's... I always get it wrong. Uh, retired national ski champion, champion Hig Roberts. Not Pig, Ryan. Ah. Hig has come out as gay in interviews with the New York Times and out. Roberts is uh, 29 years old. He's an American alpine skier. He's twice won national events in 2017 and 2018 before retiring in 2019. Why do they retire so young? Because their bodies just can't handle it. I guess. During his professional career, he competed multiple times in the World Cup and is the first member of the U.S. Alpine ski team to come out as gay. I don't know enough about skiing to know what Alpine is versus whatever it is that Gus does. Mm. He narrowly missed out on competing for the American team at the 2018 PyeongChang Winter Olympics. I am gay, he told the New York Times. Yes, honey. Whenever they come out, they're like, I'm gay. It's part of me, and I'm proud of it, and I'm ready to be happy. Bottom. <laughs> Alpine skiing is considered, oh, here we go. Alpine skiing is considered one of the toughest, dangerous, and most hyper-masculine winter sports, with skiers flying down slopes at 80 to 90 miles per hour. Why is that hyper-masculine? I'm reading this. I don't know. Women can yeah, fly down ski slopes fast, too. I think snowboard is more masculine. I've done skiing, and I felt real, real cute going down the slopes. Yes, honey. Skiing. <laughs> Snowboarding makes bunny. you feel like a man. Because of what? Sickness. Sickness. All right, now the board is loud yeah, as fuck. I just I messed back. with some knobs. We're back. And thank, we're back. Thank you for playing with your knobs. <laughs> <laughs> Robert said, had he known he was gay, oh, sorry. Robert said he has known he was gay since he was young, as we all do, but struggled to come out. Uh, to anyone close to him in the sport, he believes the mental toll of staying in the closet impacted his performance. They always say that. And certainly robbed him of some of the joy of his career. He told out, I had moments of standing on the podium with national titties, excuse me, titles, <laughs> and still feeling depressed. Titties. I was almost in a daze because of the mental anguish I would feel. I had sleepless nights. I had anxiety attacks. I had big bouts of depression, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Anyway, congratulations to Hig Roberts. I love when any, anyone comes out. Welcome. Yas Queen! Welcome to the club. I, don't, I, I didn't print out a picture of him. I'm kind of assuming he's hot. Let's see. <laughs> if he's not hot, if he's not hot, then I'm not as excited. back in the closet. Exactly. We don't need no more of you. This is your reminder that I once ran into Gus Kenworthy at the Eagle. Oh, my God. That's right. He was taking a group oh, photo with his friends. Cute. And he cropped you out. I photobombed them and was later cropped out of the picture when he posted it to social media. Oh, he cute. Yeah. He could get it. Oh, yeah. He has what I call a toothy smile. And I'm not mad about it. Beautiful legs. He kind of looks like Michael Phelps. Uh, yeah, like a not-so-tall Michael Phelps. Yeah. I would still let Michael Phelps hit well, speaking of people that I'd let hit it, it's time for <laughs> performance number two from Daniel Reichard. Daniel was the only one who submitted two. And uh, I don't know this song, but it's very sweet. And it's also uh, very timely and poignant for, uh, to wrap up this incredibly shitty year. So here's Daniel Reichard with Let's Make Christmas All Year Round. Let's make it Christmas all year round. And our hearts will be merry and gay Can you imagine all year round Waking up to the sound of a Christmas day How the world will laugh and sing Of peace on earth at last A million silver bells will ring the fear and the sorrow have passed Oh, why is it only on this day That the love that is lost can be found Somehow I know there is a way For the hearts of the world to be bound We'll just make it Christmas all year Let's make it Christmas all year round. 
Lovely. So sweet, Daniel. Lovely. Um, I got the title of the song wrong. It's Let's Make It Christmas All Year Round. Maybe let's he wrote it. I don't, at let's make out with Daniel Reichert at, at Christmas, Christmas all, all year round. round. Uh, again, you can follow him at Daniel Reichert Life. Hey, Daniel. I want to thank all these guys again because, uh, you know, it's a shitty, stressful time for everyone. And asking professional singers to perform something to submit to a podcast mm. for which they're not getting paid mm. um, is a big ask. And... Uh, and these guys did it, and I love them for it. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Very much. We are um, running very short. Uh, we don't have that much more show planned. Oh, we will give you a show, but whether it is planned or not. Honey. There's still 15 minutes left. I still have another so, shot of this fireball. Uh, let's all do another shot of fireball. Woo! Actually, I still haven't finished mine. Let's get lit. Okay. Let's get lit. Go ahead with that beat. I'm, I'm feeling very in control, so I think I'm. You want to top me off? Sure. I'll top you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) These dirty, dirty birds. You know, sometimes it sucks being me. (laughs) I've never topped Ryan. Never. In reality. Or bottomed for him. Never. All we've ever done is never kiss. Well, no, I, I mean, I would say it sucks to me because I made a responsible decision to not drink until the show is finished. I'm watching you pour the alcohol, and then the alcoholic can be just like... Drink. Well, you can like, have a yo. sip, JB. No, I, I want to finish out with a bag, yo. We're doing uh, this right. All right. I appreciate your uh, attitude. Um, let's talk about what our uh, best hey, and we're worst. We're doing these other. No, we're doing it. But oh, we have we're 15 gonna... minutes left. Oh, okay, and yeah, just, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 all yeah. we have are two stories and another performance yeah, to close this out. Let's talk. Let's, so let's, let's talk. have a let's let's chat. <laughs> Wait, Let's do an improv exercise. What, JB? Yes, and. Best viewing of the year. No, that's next show, honey. Yes. So, listeners, just to understand why this is such a train wreck, uh, aside from the fact that we're drinking. I think they like this train wreck. We're doing three hours in a row today. And normally we do two. And uh, the rundowns are just very full. There's just a lot of stuff going on. and, And some of it's not stuff we usually do. We don't normally play these long clips. We don't normally intersperse them throughout the show. No. So, among other things, I tried to time this out the best I could, but uh, and but I'm usually pretty are. good at that. Listen, I could have I, I could have gone on. About I know. I, cut and you I was off. doing I was doing my best to keep it cute, keep it short, and here we are. So that, that's but that. On let's it. talk about what our and this is going to be hard for JB. But let's talk about what our best and worst moments of 2020 were. Oh my God. I know it's hard to think of a best moment, JB, but I'm sure there was one <laughs> moment in the past year when you were happy. Uh, let's start with Ryan. Okay. The best moment of this year was when I brought, we, my partner, Boy Wolf and I, brought home Bodie, oh. our new dog. Um, he is definitely a game changer. He has taught me so much in a, in a very short period of time. And... I feel like a full-ass adult now who has a child, and um, it's very exciting. The worst part of this year, I mean, I mean, COVID was pretty bad. Just watching the destruction of, of you know, everything around us. I, I feel like I, I'm having a hard time with it because it's like, I feel very lucky and, and I, I, I'm, I count my blessings every day to have what I have and to, to have not been completely affected by this, but to watch people that I care about be affected and to watch, you know, like artists and, you know, people of color and, and, and just, and all of like the, the um, Black Lives Matter, the, the, the police killings. It was just, it was a really, it was a really rough year. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm just, now I'm just rambling because I'm. Well, but I know but, what you're saying. It was, I think this feeling of helplessness yes. as we were watching all this misery and death around us and not knowing what we could do about it. I mean, with Black Lives Matter, we could take part yes. in demonstrations. We could speak out. We could use our voices and our social media and everything else right. to, to, to support this vitally important cause. But with COVID, it was like, uh, what could we do other than wear a mask? But I think that... And socially distance. To wrap it up, the helplessness, the feeling of helplessness this year, that was the worst part of 2020. Yeah. JB, best and worst, highlight and low light. Um, Okay, so honestly, 
my best year, well, the, not my, but, but my happiest time is when we opened the studio and we got to come back. Yes. yes. I was always, I'm always happy when I come to the work because it's something to do. It gets me out that goddamn apartment. So, <laughs> and that was a really happy day. Yeah. yeah so like, every, so every time I come to the studio, it's a really happy day for me. Um, I guess the worst, the worst has been this apartment and like the anticipation and the waiting. I hear that. Uh, like, yeah, granted, the the Black Lives Matter stuff and feeling helpless, but that's that's regular day shit. I've, right, that, yeah, that yeah, wasn't yeah. new I, for you. Yeah, yeah, I grew up with it and stuff. Yeah. So, like, I was ready. Like, I was ready to set my life up. And like, cause when I move, it's gonna be brand new me. I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna get me a cat. I'm gonna be happy. I had plans, saved up money, but now this man is fucking shit up. The contractor? Yeah. Uh, like, he said it's not going to be finished until the end of January. I'm just like, I want to stab you. <laughs> please I don't, do. though. Yeah, not worth don't. stabbing. Not worth going to prison I know. For. I know. So that's... JB, I feel you so much because, I, you know, I just had my apartment renovated. It looks great. Thank you. <laughs> it really does. But it took six weeks, which was actually around the, t- the amount of time they said it would. But just not being able to live there um, as much as I had a wonderful time living with my friends, Tom and Jeff, up in Inwood, I... I so missed my place and every day was stressful. Every single day I was like, because your contractor would call and be like, well, we got a problem with this. Well, this didn't come in. Well, this doesn't fit. It's, you know, when you're your own project manager, it's, and these are like very first world problems. We should both feel very fortunate that we get to move into like a wonderful new place, but waiting for it and doing all the shit you need to do to make it happen is really excruciating. I mean, technically, I'm living in a third world apartment. So. But you're moving into a first world apartment. <laughs> yes. So just all I can say is be patient. Yes. It's all worth it. When you get there and you get settled and you look around and you have this beautiful, clean, fresh new home, you're going to be so happy. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. Like the ass. <laughs> um, and I'll just quickly say, uh, yes. Seeing other people suffering and feeling helpless was terrible for me. Um, Personally, the worst thing for me was in the weeks between the election and until the Electoral College certified. Yeah. I I didn't sleep well for days because there was an attempted coup happening in this country and nobody seemed to be stopping it. Right. Even the Democrats, I felt like, were just such pussies. And, I mean, we should have been in the streets – by the millions protesting the fact that this president, this defeated, outgoing piece of shit president, was trying to overthrow democracy. And it's still trying. But, it, but once the Electoral College certified, I sort of exhaled. But I honestly, like, the, the fear that I felt was worse than I felt Before. after 9-11, um, after yeah. COVID hit. It's the sc- most frightened I've ever been in my life because I thought, okay, civil war. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And it still may happen. We're not out of the woods yet, but we're in a better place than we were a few weeks ago. And I am sleeping better again. And honestly, if civil war happens, I'm ready to fight. I I know you are, but I'm not. (laughs) I'm going to go hide. But the best part for me, honestly, was just having this small group of covid buddies that I Mm. saw on a regular basis. We were like in a little pod and having them to just watch TV with and pal around with and not feel so lonely and so isolated. And I, um, as a single man, that was really important to me. So I'm grateful for all of them and for you guys. Okay, qu- two quick stories, and then we'll end on a, on a beautiful high note. Um, Deborah Messing has apologized for a tweet she made about Donald Trump that many felt was homophobic. She tweeted about Biden uh, once he, I'm sorry, she actually t- um, it, it was, she was praising Angela Merkel in Germany for fighting the coronavirus, and she wrote, America, this is a leader. Real Donald Trump, you are a weak, scared, stupid, inept, negligent, vindictive, narcissistic criminal. I hope you live a long life in prison where you become the most popular boyfriend to all the inmates. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Right away, she was branded as homophobic by many Twitter users. One of them wrote, love you, Deb, but please don't bring gay sex into the equation as something derogatory. Uh, other people said similar things. Um, she eventually apologized and said, I'd like to say I've been an LGBTQIA ally for decades, and I was in no way referencing LGBTQI 
queer love sexuality. It is not my proudest moment, but 45 has victimized hundreds of millions of people. I had wished the tables turned on him. I apologize for the offensive way I did it. My feeling is it wasn't homophobic mm. at yes. all. Mm -hmm. Correct. It does trivialize and make a joke of prison rape, which is a problem. And it's something that is very popular in culture to be like, oh, have fun in prison. Don't bend over for the soap. Listen, rape is rape. It's never okay, even for Donald Trump. No one deserves to be raped. It's completely dehumanized. I hope Donald Trump spends the rest of his life in prison. I hope he rots there. I hope he burns in hell. But I don't wish rape on him or anyone else. So that was my problem with it. I, I, I don't, it's not anti-gay. Listen, I'm more offended by the fact that Deborah Messing literally forgot how to act <laughs> and ruined I knew you were going to say this. The Will and Grace reboot. She really was terrible. Then she I, was garbage. I'm more offended by that than I am by this. Yeah, she was garbage. I second that. And finally, uh, Ellen has COVID. <laughs> and the amazing thing about this story is nobody... <laughs> You're an infected one. Ellen to G. Nobody seems to give a shit. Ellen is one of the biggest stars in the universe. Remember when Tom Cruise, uh, Tom Hanks got COVID and it was all we could talk about? Yeah. Ellen's had COVID for like two weeks and literally I haven't heard about it at all. I only read this on Queer Tea and she's really sick. She says that she's got excruciating back pain and she's really struggling with this. And, you know, she's 62. She's no spring chicken. And literally no one, like I found this on Queer Tea and People and that was it. Wow. And I watched some of those dumb Access Hollywood type shows. This, you would think this would be the lead story. No one cares. Ellen might die. Oh, well. That's how unpopular she is right now. You imagine. I mean, and I have, to, I have no sympathy, but I mean, I have sympathy for her having COVID, of course. Yeah. Anyone who has COVID. I have no sympathy for the fact that she's had a horrendous year. Yeah. But she really has been through it this year. Oh, my God. There were, there were the charges of, of racism and in toxic workplace and just being a horrible bitch. Yeah, 2020 was not her year for sure. They've now canceled production on her show, on her talk show, until January. Um, so, you know, she'll probably be okay. But I just found it interesting that it has not made many waves. Well? <laughs> Do you wish her well? Sure. JV Ellen if you're listening Ellen I wish you get well soon I mean I don't want Ellen to die no, no I don't hate Ellen she's just problematic I still think she's done more good yeah than bad definitely for the gay community yeah she certainly you know don't forget Ellen was front and center after Matthew Shepard was killed she's really been there for our community many many times yeah she's it just, just wasn't her year she's just um Maybe next year, L. Yeah. But get well soon, please. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to end the show on a high note. Uh, last year, we had two incredible performers here live, Marty Thomas and Alex Ortega. Mm. And mm. to remind you, Alex is a straight guy. I know. But one who I would do uh, just about anything to, to tempt and lead into the gay way. Yeah, I know all of my straight boys. Not so. that it would work. Ugh. But he's beautiful and so talented, and he sent us this song that uh, I think, Ryan, your exact words were, they caused a tsunami in your panties. Tsunami? So tsunami. So tsunami. So take it away, Alex Ortega. Hey, everyone at the Adam Sank Show. This is uh, Alex Ortega. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm going to sing a little tune for you. I hope everybody has a uh, wonderful holiday season, despite the insanity of this year. Keep your head up and uh, enjoy uh, the Christmas song. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your Tight carols being sung by a choir of folks dressed up like Eskimos. Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe help to make the 
the season bright Tiny tots hit their eyes all aglow You'll find it hard to sleep tonight They know that Santa's on his way Lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple Raise the kids from one ninety two. Though it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you. Oh. Merry Christmas, everyone. We love you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Okay, bye.